Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. What is up, college baseball fans? Welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast. This is our College World Series edition episode where we summarize everything that's happened so far in Omaha since it started on Friday. And uh, now that we have two teams eliminated, we're looking at the rest of the bracket to give you our predictions on what we think is going to happen the rest of the way. Dimitri's here with me. Uh, it's late at night. We just watched the end of the Ole Miss versus Arkansas game where Ole Miss just once again blows out their opponent. Um, still haven't lost in the postseason yet. That's that's kind of crazy to think about. The the Rebels. I mean, the, I mean Rebels are rolling. Who let them in the tournament, bro? Who let they them weren't in? lying? They weren't lying when they said don't let the Rebs get hot. Yeah. You know because what this is, right? This is all the Mississippi State fans from last year sold their soul to whoever to get that national championship. And now Ole Miss is like, uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll take this national championship. I mean, I do mean, you think do you think Mississippi State fans make that trade evenly? Like, hey, we'll take one. Like, we had our national championship last year. We got it first, and then do you think they're just like whatever Ole Miss can win it? They don't. No, care. they they don't want Ole Miss to win. That, that's no way because now Ole Miss for the next year gets the bragging right. But you know, Mississippi State fans are going to do. They're gonna they're gonna jump on like you know how people are like chant SEC SEC when an SEC team win even if it's not their team yeah. they're gonna be like Mississippi baseball the best in the in the country no they're not there's no they're not no you don't think no so? shot <laughs> they hate each other's guts I guarantee you Southern Miss fans Mississippi State fans they are not gonna say oh this is great for the state of Mississippi no that's just not how it rolls there. They take it way too I know seriously. That I, I, would tr- I was originally trying to say that, but no, they don't want Ole Miss to win. But to make themselves feel better, they could be like, this is great for the state of Mississippi, even though they're hurting inside. Uh, maybe. You maybe. know what I mean? Like, they're just going to gaslight it. Like, oh, great. They're not going to mention Ole Miss. They're just going to say, great for the state of Mississippi. We'll, we'll have to have, uh, if you're an Ole Miss fan or a Mississippi State fan or Southern Miss fan, tweet us your thoughts. Let us know. If you're actually pulling for the, ta- the team in your state who's running away with this postseason. I don't think they're pulling for them. I think they're just deep down inside. They're going to be like, great for baseball in Mississippi, even though they hate it. Yeah. You know? Um, I, yeah, but, I could see that. But I guarantee you they, they do not want to see. They, no. Mississippi State fans do not want to see Ole Miss win a national championship. No, absolutely not. No shot. But anyways, so um, we have a, uh, a little shorter show here today. We, we don't have as much to talk about. I mean, we, we usually do two-hour-long podcast about everything going on in the nation. Well, guess what? We're all at a centralized location right in the heart of the United States, in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, there's only two games a day for the last four days, and now it's going to go to one a day for the next four days, right? And it's not potentially, even it's Potentially not even two really, a day. Yeah. It's not even really four games past four days, or whatever, two games for the past four days. It's two very average games. And and I hate to say this. I hate to say this because you guys know I love this sport. I love college baseball, yada yada. But this World Series has been just, mm, just mm, for me. Yeah, if you're an Oklahoma I mean, fan. I agree with you. I think uh, I think this World Series has been the least exciting World Series I've ever seen. Now, of course, like be. I'm going to sit there and watch every pitch of it. Um, but as far as like close games, you know, big moments, just what walk-off hits, whatever it is, there hasn't even been a sniff of it yet. Nothing. Not even a, not even a sliver of it. Like, in two years from now, 
I I mean, I know I won't post I, yet, yet. Who knows what can happen the next five, six, the next week or whatever. But I, there's no video. Nothing has happened yet where I'm like, in two years down the road, I post this video like a hype video or like you remember it and you're like, oh my God, that was so sick. It's yeah. just like been, the most exciting thing that's been going on is is keeping up with the Jello shot, you know, at, at Rocco's Bar, um, the the Jello <laughs> right? shot off between Arkansas, Ole Miss, they're neck and neck. I mean, there's people buying a thousand at a 50, time, fifty thousand over fifty thousand dollars worth of Jello shots sold no, so far. Sure. I'm saying that there was a guy today oh, that I guess no. is like he's the founder of Real Tree Camo, big Ole Miss fan. He bought a thousand. Forty-five for Arkansas. Bucks. Yep. No, no, for Ole Miss. Arkansas. Ole Miss. It was an Arkansas fan bought um, a thousand shots. Ole Miss fan bought a thousand shots. Are we really going to do this again, Ben? Let's do it because I, I know it has to be an Ole Miss guy. Hold on. It was an Arkansas fan bought a thousand dollar, a thousand shot, forty-five hundred. Yep, Arkansas. From shout out to Banded Brand. A thousand jello shots for the Arkansas faithful. Oh, okay, okay. So right before that, Tyler Jordan from Ole Miss bought a quick nine hundred jello shots. Well, so okay, you were right. You were right. <laughs> Ole Miss bought nine hundred. Arkansas then bought a thousand. That's unbelievable, dude. Like, like I'm sorry. I don't care how much fun it is or whatever. I would never spend forty five hundred. I mean, even if I had it, I don't know it, if I would just blow. On the real though, we need to take this approach somehow. Like this marketing idea, this business model of just having fan bases compete against each other, and everything. we need to we need to somehow steal it and come up with an idea because <laughs> maybe I mean, we just dude, sell merch. We just sell t shirts. Fan base that gets the most. Um, you win, I guess. I mean, like, they don't, what do they, <laughs> like, the Rock of Bar is not giving an award to the winning fan base. It's just bragging rights. It's the, yeah, it's just thing like ever. we drink more than you. Dude, I mean, but I'm looking at it right now, and this was five blew- hours ago. I mean, they're, they're at 4,500, 4,600. It's neck and neck between those two, and they're $4.50 each. This is unbelievable. Like absurd for a shitty vodka jello shot, just a very shitty vodka jello shot. You're paying, and I think it's prepackaged too. It is, it's not even homemade jello shots. It's just, it's, it's, you're, you need to drink, you need to pregame before you take that jello shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you do with a thousand of them when you buy them? There's not a thousand. I I think, I think he got, I think he got cases of them and brought them to tailgate. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. I think he I think he got cases of them and brought them to a tailgate or something. Yeah. Now now going back to like our original thought here, because I don't want to get too sidetracked because we got some games to talk about. I mean, Would I mean, there's not much to talk is, about in the game. This is the most exciting thing that's been going on on social media, which is that's cool. what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say to you. But I was trying to cut you off because I knew I would rather talk about the jello shot race than the games. Yeah. I mean the the games have just been blowouts. We've had four, either three or four, four run games, and those are the closest games we've had. Everything else has been just absolute blowouts. Other teams have given up. They've been throwing their scrub pitchers, um, and I was really disappointed in in like Texas and Stanford, who came in as the two favorites. They zero and two, zero and two barbecue. See, no extra, like maybe a couple extra base hits the whole week. Stanford uh, didn't even games. put up a fight. Nothing, nothing, dude. It's incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're an Ole Miss fan or an Oklahoma fan, you're loving life right now. Nothing can go bad for your team at this point. Both teams have just rolled through regional, super regionals now, the first two games of the College World Series, and you're in prime position to make it to that final three game series. Other than that, if you're any other fan base, you're uh, you, you've, you've won a game by a blowout and you've lost a game by a blowout. So there it is. I mean, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you have not had to sweat once yet. I mean, yeah, you're old, what you're sh- old daddy Tim Elko, Father's Day weekend. I know he's not a dad; he doesn't have a kid. But I'm saying he looks like a dad. He's going to be a great dad one day. Um, you know, him in the in the offense with Kevin Graham and and those guys, Jacob Gonzalez. I've never seen a team just go from absolutely looking lost in the middle of April 
in beginning of April to not losing games at all. Like just handling games like it's it's the easiest thing in the world to them. This was an Ole Miss team that was seven and fourteen at one point. They were terrible, and now they just have everything clicking. They, they were, have their, they have they their were pitching rotation bent. set before they swept Ole Miss or LSU at in Baton Rouge. They were they were like naughty. They were so dead. They were so dead. They were the last team in the tournament. No, I'm talking even before that. Before all that, they were so they were behind Kentucky. They were behind Missouri. They were so dead. It it wasn't even like people were thinking fire Mike Bianco. Yada. We talked about this last year or the show before, where at the time, at the moment in time, it was warranted. It was a valid discussion. Now, mm-hmm. the dude, the dude just earned himself another five ten years. Yeah, and, and dude, I have to admit, like I was seriously wrong about Mike Bianco. There was an episode earlier in the year where I was like, he just doesn't look interested. He looks like he's ready to move on from Ole Miss. Um, he's not a good fit there anymore. I was, I was basically calling for his job, and now he's uh, sitting on the throne, maybe. looking down at me, and saying, what "Yeah, like you? who the who the fuck is Ben Upton?" <laughs> 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 but. <laughs> Um, I did the same thing, so he can say who the fuck is Dimitri. Too. And and Ole Miss did Ole Miss fans did the same thing too. There were they so did many the people thing. tweeting it, like we need to change, whatever, blah blah blah. But but, but it's not um, it's not even Mike Bianco. He's not the one having these hitters rolling. Dylan Delucia is the single reason why this team is where it is right and now. And Hunter He's Elliott. Single. Don't forget about Hunter Elliott either. Yeah, but they, yeah, but yeah, but Hunter Elliott rode to the occasion after Dylan Delucia basically showed the team how to pitch. It was, yeah, it I mean, was he's been the delusion. anchor since, since the end of May. I mean, he's been the anchor I mean, there that goes out every game. I think he's given up, what, like five runs in the postseason, um, just dealing out there. And and so I made this comparison on our – I don't remember if it was last episode or two episodes ago, how this Ole Miss team reminds me a lot of the 2019 Michigan team who came into the season, a lot of hype, uh, preseason ranked very high. You know, a couple preseason All-Americans on the team, veteran-led, whatever. I'm going to hold you right there. Refresh me, because I don't remember Michigan being hype in 2019. Oh, dude, yes, they were. Remember they had the the three-headed trio on the mound? Like, they had three of the best I know that I I remember how good they were at the end of the year, but I don't remember in February people talking about Mm -hmm. Michigan, like, being a top-10 team in the country. Maybe not top-10. I'll look at it now. Um, I want to say they were, like, 15th. In there, okay, okay, um, but they have they had some su- substantial like hype. Oh yeah, I, I don't remember that. I don't know why. Uh, let's see if it tells me their preseason rank here. Probably. Oh, uh, yep. What Wolverines we were ranked number seventeenth by D one Baseball um, in the preseason poll, and they didn't even win the Big Ten that year regular season. They came in second to Indiana, um, but. Going down their schedule here, they uh, they had a big cold spell where they weren't even projected to make the tournament, and um, they got hot at the end of the year. Hold got on. in that large bid and made their way. And, you know, they might have won the tournament, to be honest. No, and, no, because that tournament that they just won this year was the first time in a while. First time ever. Oh, okay. But anyway, so going, so going back to my thought – the, uh, the that Michigan team they were uh, they were very hyped up in the beginning of the year. Started the season let's see like nine and zero, and then they went on a cold spell. Then they got hot towards the end of the year. Oh yeah, they got really hot. Oh, and then they finished the season very cold. Um, like six of seven of their last ten games, seven of their last nine games, they lost lost in the finals of the Big Ten tournament. And then they just cruise through like I mean, Creighton, Cincinnati, remember. Oregon State, UCLA, uh, Texas Tech, Florida State, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt. Like they were not losing games. Um, and you know what's crazy is this Ole Miss team. When you remember when they were ranked number one, Tennessee came to Oxford and absolutely took a dump, took yeah. a dump all over them. It wasn't made even them, made them look like a mid-major team. Yeah, and. I mean, this team, the team that we're seeing now is the team that was supposed to be showing up when they were ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I'm like, I'm impressed. Like, I'm impressed. Their lineup one through nine is doing damage. Mm-hmm. Their pitchers are throwing strike. They're missing barrels. They're getting weak contact. And it's just, 
you just watch them and you're just like you never feel worried right now yeah now the the reason why you're not really feeling worried is because if there is a weakness to that team it's it's their bullpen uh you know they have a couple good pieces there um at the beginning of their bullpen but they haven't been in position where they've they had to needed rely. it yeah they haven't had it like a position when they actually rely on their no bullpen. that game against miami in the one in the winner bracket they had it was like a two two one game miami was up um, they brought in uh, Elliot through a, a, a phenomenal game. I think it was like six or six inning, seven inning, something like that. Really good game, two rounds, whatever it was. But then their bullpen just shut it down, the final three innings. And then Elko go ahead, two run double. And that was the only game I can remember that their bullpen was put to work and they came through. That was it. Yeah. Now the uh, the I was, I'm checking the box score real quick for that game, but I mean basically when it comes down to it, when you look at like these NCAA tournaments, no matter what the sport is, you always try to find players that rise to the occasion that are stars during the regular season. Yeah. And right now, it, there's really only two players that are, um, in my opinion, rising to the occasion. One of them, Tim Elko, uh, with a big homer today, and then Peyton Graham for o- Oklahoma. Both of those guys have just been mashing the cover off the ball. Um, you know, there's a lot of other players on these teams that are hitting well just because they're scoring a bunch of runs. But, it, it, like, when you look at each offense, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, the offense runs through Tim Elko. It runs through Peyton Graham. And uh, that's why I think their teams are having a ton of success. Yeah. Hey, let's let's, let's rewind to here. Let's go from day one into kind of so like bracket one. That A&M Oklahoma game was pretty exciting, but it was never you never felt like it was one or two swings away. Yeah, so Oklahoma came out um, to a pretty big lead, and then um, Texas A&M. What was it? It was seven nothing, right? And after it was something like that, where it just eight nothing, eight or seven nothing after the the top of the second, and then A&M had some base runners. They had traffic. They were fighting back. They they scored three runs. And then you're like, okay, eight to three. I'm looking at the box score now. So yeah, eight to three. Um, you're like, AM, you know, they're just a couple base runners, balls flying uh, from getting right back into this game. But Oklahoma, the fourth inning, scored a four spot. And after that, it was dead. I mean, it was 12 to three at that point. Um, you know, AM ended up scoring five more runs, you know, 13 to eight final score. But those but, were garbage time runs that you didn't really feel like. Yeah, oh, that was shit. Oklahoma saving their best guys in the bullpen, just throwing what they had available. So, yeah. um, you know, that game was I, honestly I was okay with that game because I, there was a lot of runs scored. Could be uh, worse. I bet, Could be I worse. Bet the over. I was confident. Um, I was like, you know what, this is a it's going to be a good college world series. And then the night game was pretty good too. Um, it if wasn't was, bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, if there was one game where like I'm like, okay, this was the best game yep. of the of the tournament. Um, I think it was Notre Dame at Texas that that night yep. game, game one. Now it was seven to three final score, but it felt a lot closer. And, it, and maybe it felt closer because I knew what Texas's offense was capable of. I think Ivan Melendez came up in a big situation, struck out. Um, no, that was, know, that was that was that was game two. You're right. Never mind. Um, but um, but I mean, it was six to three. I think it was, I mean, what three was to it? one, six to one, then 62, yep. six to yeah. three. And then Notre Dame hit that home run in the ninth to cash the over, which yeah. was what made wow. that game exciting. Needed that, that one, that game nine exciting. and a half. It was nine and a half. And uh, we both had the over and they hit that, that wall scraper home run oppo in the ninth inning to push it to 10. But, um, you know, it was, it, it, uh, it showed me a lot about this Notre Dame team to bounce back from that, Huge emotional weekend at Tennessee the week before, and then go in and beat uh, Pete Hansen, um, the first game of the College World Series. I know I was looking around like, uh oh, Notre Dame might be the team of destiny here, and they still might. You know, they're not out, they're not eliminated. Yeah. And then, but, and then if you keep going down that bracket, Texas A and M, Texas. It, I mean, for a rivalry game, for a winner day loser goes home game, it was the complete opposite of of what I was expecting. Yeah, Father's the- Day. It's Texas versus Texas A&M in Omaha elimination game, and Texas I, like Texas went out to a two nothing lead, and I'm like, wow, Texas is gonna blow them away. Uh, and sure enough, like Texas's bullpen just once again gets abused, like they had all year, and they give up what ten unanswered runs. Yep, 
10 unanswered runs. AM scored in the second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh, and eighth. Didn't have to bat in the ninth. So um, other than the sixth inning, they scored a run or more in each inning. Uh, and you, you kind of got a smirk from uh, Jim Schlossnagel after that game. Like he was just yep. very confident. He's like, all right, here we go. We're, we're some grinders, we're some dirt bags. You know, we're in the losers bracket, but we got to win them all anyway. So um, to get that one off their chest, I'm sure felt really good. And then for like the Texas team, it, it was almost a successful season. Actually, let me take that back. Let me walk that back. Anytime you go to Omaha, it's a successful season. Oh, it, I, it's I so hard. Go it's so hard to get there. But if you asked each, you know, let's say there's 50 guys, a part of the team, whether they're coaches, players, um, you know, administrators, whatever. You ask 50 of them, 98% of them are say this is a failed season. There might be one guy, maybe two guys that say, um, like, oh, yeah, this was a successful season. You know, we're happy with it. I think everybody else around is, is saying, man, we had such a talented team. Um, we, we had everything. Like, the path was there for us. We didn't have to go through Tennessee. Um, we had two of our biggest rivals – actually, our two biggest rivals on our side of the bracket, and uh, they – couldn't get it done couldn't get it done and uh they were the first team eliminated here in omaha yeah i mean the when you think of texas how they got to omaha i thought you you i think you disagreed with me i thought their regional was pretty soft um i yeah. mean they just it was they i mean maybe it wasn't soft initially but the way it played out it was very soft I mean, they they had they had to beat Air Force once. They had two games to win one against Air Force in the final. It was pretty simple, pretty easy. And then they went to East Carolina, who was a very hot team. But we knew that they weren't that talented. We we just knew that East Carolina wasn't that talented. Not one of their best teams in the past couple of years. And they gave Texas everything they had, and until the game three, and got out of control. But. I mean, I just didn't think Texas was the top eight team in the country when you were looking at the Omaha bracket. Yeah, that's fair. Um, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. But, dude, at the same time, if you, I, I think I'm going to disagree with that. I think if you just took pure talent, they were the best team in Omaha. No, 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 no. Their position player group with a national content, national championship contender, their pitching side of thing – with not a national championship contender. Yeah, but who in this who in this college world series has a like national championship pitching caliber? I mean, have you did did we just watch Cade Horton from Oklahoma yesterday be their number two guy, absolutely just serving it up? I, I don't yeah, even know he why was, I say he serving was it up. Was, no, he was not serving it up. He was like 95, 96 up in the zone with a white house. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I meant to say serving it up like just like come beat me you can't yeah but i think you can agree with this pitching as a whole is down this year and maybe it's because offense is way up but um or the ball or the team. balls whatever it is it's just pitching you don't have it i mean i think notre dame pitching staff can win a championship i think oklahoma's pitching staff but i think it's just very top heavy most of these staff well, if you look one, at one it, or, like one if, or two good starters one or two really good bullpen arms, and that's it. I, I would say if I had to rank pitching staffs here just based off of the, the best of the best guys, I'm taking Ole Miss right now. The Ole Miss best, I think, is better than anybody else. I as think, far as I think, pitching depth goes, I think Auburn has the best pitching depth left. They're really – they are a really good pitching team. They, and, have, and the, they have a lot of pieces. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the thing that they have that none of these other teams have is they have Tim Hudson in the dugout. And, you, you know, there's always this flying rumor going around, not rumor, but there's always people and discussions about, oh, MLB guys don't really care about coaching. They just want to coach because they're bored or whatever. Tim Hudson sees this as a career. Like he takes this job as serious you as see him. In the, yeah. You see the intensity. You see the way he communicates with players. I mean, it's the same exact fire that he had when he was pitching in the major leagues. Like he, when he talks to players or other coaches, they eye contact, listening to him, nodding heads. Like he controls that room. And Tulo uh, those and Auburn him, Tulo and him. I'm not saying there aren't other. There's plenty of other coaches that take this job seriously. 
But like when you look at like Tulo or Hudson, they are locked in. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. the first guy that the player for Texas talked to after an at bat, Tula walks and meets them at the at bat rack. And yeah. whether he's discussing their at bat, hey, what'd you see there? Hey, you should have done this or this. And that's it. It's not, it's not a hey man, you need to get your barrel off front. Hey, your hand to drop. It's more of a what did you see there? Okay, next at bat prepare whatever the case maybe just like mental in-game note mm-hmm. and then yep. it shows me he cares same thing with Hudson he's locked in he's writing on his book his little pat notepad whether he I don't know if he I don't know if he's charting or if he's writing mental notes for his players to help them get better and help obviously help the team win the game yeah um yeah I mean that's that's the best uh, that's a good description there like Tula T- Troy Tulowitzki Tim Hudson um, I mean, I can't think of any other former major league players I mean, that are like Matt Holiday doesn't give me the same vibe that these two dudes give no, me. Oh, Matt Holiday, get out of here with that. Like he's you... not even he's not in uniform in the dugout. Like every time the camera pans over to him, you know, he he doesn't look as engaged. Not I don't know. Uh, all right, let me let me Wait, say this. I'm, I don't saying, wanna... I'm saying he's not as engaged. Isn't I know, but I'm saying I, okay, that's that's what I was explaining is I don't think he's as locked in, and I don't think. Ben, he has why do you say, "Oh my God, no"? Oh, I was just saying that was my first. That was my gut reaction. Um, oh, when you were said, saying, Matt "Oh my God, Holliday. no," in, in agreement. Yeah. yeah, in agreement. Like, oh, yeah, the, I was like, what? he doesn't need to be in the same about? conversation. Now, his no. brother, his bro- the head coach, um, he's always he's legit. Yeah, he's legit. He's a fiery guy, um, but I don't get the same vibes from from Gabe Gross Matt at Auburn. Gabe Gross at Auburn. Um, he also looked pretty locked in a third base coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach, actually. He's 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 been doing it for a while. Um, um, what other big leaguer? What other big leaguer coaches? I mean, our um, boy Devin Mazzarocco from Pitt. At Pitt, he, didn't, he, he doesn't seem very locked in, and I love him because he did our interview. But uh, he yeah, he's first not base on the season, and... not in the same <laughs> caliber. Even in our somebody... interview, he was kind of. Like, yeah, yeah just, like a day, the cool almost like yeah. loose, aloof. Yeah. Um, but okay, so Oklahoma, they're in the bracket final. They played the winner in Notre Dame, Texas A and M. Um, I think I pretty. I mean, in my bracket, I ha- I outside of A and M beating Texas in the loser elimination game, I've had this bracket pretty perfect. Um, I think Notre Dame can come back and win. T- I think they're going to be A and M tomorrow. I think, um, yeah. Tomorrow, I think that's a pretty much a lock. I don't know why. Really, you think that's... Notre Dame's going to beat Texas A&M tomorrow? Yeah. Listen, dude, I I disagree. I think the SEC is uh, is kind of showing their dominance this year. Um, we have four. I mean, four teams in the SEC came to Omaha. There's still four teams left. And uh, okay, well, we're guaranteed after tomorrow. We're guaranteed three. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because which Auburn's going to play is, Arkansas, which is exactly what is going to happen. It was going to happen mean, anyways. I mean, if A&M win, three of the final four teams in the country will be from the SEC West. That's impressive. And the that's only other true. team... What do you mean? If yeah, A&M yeah wins, it is true. Yeah, it is true. It is true. If yeah, A&M because- wins... If A and M win, three of the final four teams in the country will be from the SEC West, which is impressive. And everybody thought the SEC West was down this year, but if you win the SEC West, you're legit. I think I said that about A and M. If you win the West, you're good. I don't care if it's up or down. Um, yeah, A and M won the SEC West. You know that, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, that's I just was going to remind you. That's why that's I think A and M is going to win. I know, but that's, that's what, why that's my argument. Oh, why A and M is going to win? Nope. 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 You talked yourself Notre into Dame. Notre Dame is getting a rematch with Oklahoma. I think I think the next two games versus Oklahoma are gonna start get we're gonna start seeing the excitement because those two teams have been involved in the more exciting game and they're they're gonna rematch. I just know how this works. Nope, I disagree. It's gonna be now Texas A and M. Dude, don't be surprised if Texas A and M wins the next three games. Nope. Dude, do it's not Oklahoma be Oklahoma or Notre Dame. It's Oklahoma or Notre Dame winning that no, bracket. Dude, I'm telling you, what, what I saw from Texas A&M against Texas, I said, okay, these boys grind out at bats. They take nothing for granted. And, uh, you know, they're well coached. And, I, I mean, obviously Notre Dame's well coached. Oklahoma's well coached as well. But um, 
you know, when the chips are on the table, I'm going to take a team that knows how to win baseball games multiple different ways. They don't rely Notre on Notre Dame knows how to win baseball games multiple different ways. That game against Oklahoma, they just made very uncharacteristic error. They had bad at bat. They were, I mean, Cade Horton was just that good. Because they they were they couldn't they were swinging through the fastball like they couldn't touch it. Um, and then they made some big errors. I mean, Bone had to play that game. I mean, I Notre Dame knows how to win. And if they don't make errors, they play clean defense. They, they will be a and M tomorrow. Wow, I didn't but, realize that. Auburn and Arkansas play tomorrow night too. Or I guess yep. for those listening, it's tonight, like Tuesday. So that we actually yep. have two games Tuesday. Yeah. I thought that I thought it was one game Tuesday, one game Wednesday, and then no, potential for because, two Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas's got to turn around and play again tomorrow. That's just the luck of the draw in bracket two. Wow. Gotta, okay. Um, but bracket two, my project my bracket was awful, not even close. I missed. I mean whether I wanted Stanford to win because I had them picked from the beginning, it ruined everything for me because yeah, my was, bracket too is perfect right now. Um, I, my, my, my right side of the bracket is perfect. I, and I even have Arkansas beating Ole Miss twice to win the, that side. So I have Arkansas beating Auburn and then beating, uh, Oh, actually, never mind. I had Stanford beating Auburn. Whoops. All right. Take back what I just said. I'm wrong. <laughs> But anyway, Stanford Arkansas wasn't even close. Stanford didn't even show up. Their their elite offense did not play outside of Sunken Diamond. That's what I think we can both agree on that. That's what we get out of them. They just they, yeah. they I mean they, they started they, out the, the World Series so great. It was a Brock Jones opposite field homer. And I'm thinking, okay, Stanford's the real deal. They're gonna win this thing. And uh that oh, was yeah. on when you Saturday. answer when you answer like that, you're like, damn, this team is this team ready to go. Yeah. And then Arkansas outscored him 17 to 1 the rest of the game. <laughs> no, I think I think it was 16 to 1. Yeah, because it was 1 1. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Oh, you're right. Besides the point. But game two, Auburn Ole Miss. Ole Miss was pretty much in control that whole game, even though it was a low scoring 5 1 game. It Auburn never just felt couldn't just couldn't hit. I mean, they couldn't hit Dylan Delusha. I mean, he was just what he had a no hitter through five or six innings, right? Yeah, yeah, he had a perfect Auburn game through like five. Yeah, Auburn just could not barrel anything up and like couldn't catch a break. Um, and then you know, they just got out hit 11 to four. And, and Ole Miss was like, they were in business all game. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm like I mean, still scratching my head at that because. I thought Auburn was going to be like a legitimate sleeper on this. Offensive like, team. I was like, you know, Auburn can can score. They hit the ball the other way really well. They hit a lot of line drives. Um, their their on base percentage as a team is ridiculous. And I was like, you know, if Auburn can win this first game, you know, they get they get to play either Stanford or Arkansas in the second game. They could find themselves in the winners bracket, waiting, you know, trying to get beaten or just having to win one game to advance to the yeah. finals. But no, Dude. I mean, the, Ole Miss just led the whole way there was not a lead change the first like three days in omaha by the way yeah there's been two i think the only auburn. lead change is a and m versus texas and then in auburn uh, versus stanford auburn versus stanford yep those are the only two lead changes the whole and, freaking and both, i think i think both of those games were in the first three innings those lead changes no auburn scored four in the six today okay six yeah yeah i was sick could have two nothing you're right um but yeah, I mean, and then Stanford Auburn. I mean, that game was today or yesterday, depending on when you're listening listening to the um, Stanford. I mean, as soon as I saw Quinn Matthews coming in in the fourth, fifth inning, I was like, "Oh boy, here we go!" Because I mean, that guy Bruno was used pretty good in their first game against Arkansas. I mean, they just didn't have anything. Their pitchers were not good enough. Their offense didn't show up. Bad showing from the number two national seed. That's uh and and dude, we talked about it a little bit. Stanford's road to Omaha was pretty soft. UConn and the Supers, and they lost a game to UConn. I mean, I mean, it wasn't then, soft. I mean, they had to get through Texas State, and they gave them everything they could. But Supers, no doubt. Yeah, I, I don't know, but man. I just that's, I think, that offense just didn't play. I mean, they they flew out to the warning track. I, I that is at least true. ten times. At that least is ten, true. they flew out. 
So, I mean, Connor Nolan, I think, broke the record for fewest pitches through seven innings in College World Series history. And was it like 70 pitches, 71 pitches in seven innings? <laughs> uh, something like that. But no, he had like 68 through seven. But Stanford, which is barreling balls all over the outfield, and either rolling over to short or barreling ball to the outfield, flew out to the track like five or six times. You put the, if you play if you put that game in sunken diamond, they roll. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. It, it, I mean, Omaha. The, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I thought it was gonna be more offensive than that, but it's just one sided offense. It, it it has been pretty offensive though, and there's been balls getting over the fence. There've been gappers. Uh, honestly, a lot of runs being scored. I think the the over is something like six and three right now. Yeah, but, no five yeah, but, five and three. Yeah, but it's just it's very one-sided offense. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's yeah. not like we're getting we're not getting these ten to nine games we were getting in regionals and supers. But it is what it is. Um, if the other team, if it was more often, it'd be one of the more exciting World Series we in recent memory. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, or the, on the other side of things, like or if there was more like Dylan Delucia outings, you know, two to one game. Two to Tying one. Tying second in the ninth inning. Some dude comes in, slams the door. Team wins two to one with the tying run in scoring position. Super exciting. Everyone's like nervous, wrecking the stands. They're panning the parent. They're sh- yeah. they're freaking out. Like that's what I think of when I think of Omaha. But hey, it's not over yet. We we can still get it. Yeah, maybe we got all the the, the blowouts away. Like now we're gonna start getting some close games. I just want to see one save opportunity. That's all. Like, there hasn't even been a save opportunity yet. Well, um, give me an extra okay, inning. There, there hasn't been an extra inning game since the regionals, I think. I don't think there was any super regional extra inning games. Um, wasn't East Carolina? Maybe. Nope. They, they won in bottom of the ninth. No, it was not. Texas won in the bottom of the ninth. Right? Um, I know there was a super regional game that went to extras. Wasn't uh, UConn and Stanford? One of those games? Nope, nope. Never mind. No. It, yeah, I don't did, think there's been a. I don't think there's been an extra inning game since the regionals. Yeah, I mean, I, Oklahoma and Virginia Tech didn't have one. Oregon State, Auburn didn't have one. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to the bracket. So, what do we have here? What do we have? We so, have Oklahoma versus Notre Dame, A and M, and Ole Miss versus Arkansas, Auburn winner. Yeah. So I want to do this segment here. Um, out of the four teams that have to come through the losers bracket, Texas A and M, Notre Dame. Arkansas, Auburn, who has the stuff to get through not only like to the regional finals. Are you talking about win the national championship? No, like gets to the regional final. I mean, the um, not why do I keep saying regional finals? It's late. I'm sorry. Um, They get to the championship series. Like they win the next three games because we talked about it. It happens very frequently in the college world series. Happen I think in- Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame can do it, but I just feel like Oklahoma's playing too well to lose one of the next two. Honestly, honestly, man, I think see. it has let's to see. come from the right. Hold. I think it has to come from the right side of the bracket because Ole Miss is if way Arkansas, more susceptible than o- Oklahoma. If Arkansas beats Auburn, I really like Arkansas's chances to win two in a row. Um, I, I would actually argue I think Auburn has a better chance to win the next three than Arkansas. I think pitching depth – I mean, Arkansas threw what? Like seven pitchers see. today? Hold on. They, Delucia threw Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. He will not pitch Wednesday a three-day rest. And then if he pitches Thursday, that's four days rest. <sighs> I mean, who is old, who who would Ole Miss to start the next two games? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, they have a couple guys that have made starts on the year. Their their ERAs are not great. Uh, well, well, who started their game three winner versus Arizona in in Miami? Who who started that game? Um, was it Nichols or something? Maybe, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I. Honestly, Ben, I think I really like Notre Dame chances to get through. If they beat AM, I'd like them to go force it. Are you um, saying that just because of the Tennessee thing? No, no, dude. This team is playing they they I mean, even though they were not ever 
really in that Oklahoma game after the fourth or fifth inning. They only gave up six runs to that offense. Derek Diamond started that that third game against. Um, he did. Yeah, so, I mean, he's actually a really good number three starter. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, dealt with some injury stuff, but he. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's actually not a bad number three to go out there. I mean, if if okay, let me put it this way: if you can force Ole Miss to that winner take all game on Thursday. If you're Arkansas or Auburn, you have a great shot. You just have you just have to out hit them at that point. Because Connor Nolan threw Connor Nolan threw. I don't even think he broke seventy five pitches. Yeah, he'll be able to bounce back. If if you get to a Thursday game, Connor Nolan can throw again. So, and so, so let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh yeah, Connor Nolan will be. Almost 100. Well, he will be near 100 percent on Thursday if they can if they can win that game tomorrow. Yeah, or Wednesday. So, and then Auburn can bring back. I think it's Joseph. I think Joseph Gonzalez through game one. Where did um, Ole Miss? Yeah, I'm looking at yep. it right now. He. I don't think he threw a too much. Maybe 70. He threw 70. Seventy-three pitches. He went yep. five innings, four runs. Actually, not a bad start. Seven Ks. Um, no, he just he just didn't get any out of any two out jam. So, yeah. I mean Auburn. I mean Arkansas. Arkansas, and they both have Nolan and um, Joseph Martinez. If they get to that, Gonzalez. Take home. Gonzalez. Uh, Joseph Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah, sorry, Matt. Yeah, if they get to that game, I like their chances. Um, I just. Think, I think Oklahoma is too strong for Notre Dame to beat them twice. But I, I, I think I like Notre Dame's chances better than A&M's chances of beating Oklahoma twice. I See, I, I disagree with you on both of those. I think A&M has a better chance of beating Oklahoma twice than, um, than Notre Dame. And I think that Auburn has a better chance of beating Arkansas and then beating Ole Miss twice. Than, than Arkansas does. That's what I just said, dude. I just said if Auburn or Arkansas can force that winner-take-all game, I like their chances. Oh, but I thought you said Arkansas has a better chance to win the next three. In the in the beginning of the show, I said that because I think Arkansas is hitting better than Auburn right now. Yeah, but Auburn like can explode at any point. Keep that. Yeah, but I, I mean, so can I mean Arkansas already put up a 17 spot. This tournament, Auburn scored one run and six runs, and those six runs today were all because Stanford couldn't throw strikes. After yeah. they got a big hit, they they got that three run triple or double off the wall because dude, dude just had to put it right down the middle. I mean, it was they they just they just had issues. Stanford had issues, so I like Arkansas's chances better than Auburn as a whole. That's fair. Um... And I, I have same thing in Notre Dame. So t- today, I mean, as I'm saying today, as in Tuesday, we have 2 p.m. Let's see. Two Let's and see. seven. Two and seven. Two and seven. Um, we got to wrap up the show. This is kind of dragging out. Like, I don't even know what to really talk about other than. I mean, no, I mean, it's just two and seven. One, two teams will go home tomorrow or today. So Texas A&M and Notre Dame at two o'clock. Arkansas, Auburn, 7 p.m. I, I'm hoping that we just get two thrillers tomorrow. Extra please, innings, please. like lead changes back and forth. Give us something to talk about. Because right now, if you're not talking about like Sonny D and you're not talking about Jello Shots. you're talking about Pringle, Tech Pringles, Pringles. I mean, what are you? There's nothing else to talk about. Uh, I mean, I've heard the story about, um, you know, Bob Moore's dad, like for like 10 different times because like the announcers have nothing else to talk about. Peyton Manning um, is still a curse. Peyton Manning's there, Eli Manning, that whole thing. There's there's just not enough to talk about, and it sucks for podcasters. Um, well, if you're an Ole Miss fan or Oklahoma fan, hey, keep enjoying it because a lot of other people are eh, on the fence about this one. You're, you're, you're living in a dream right now. You're three wins away from holding up the national championship trophy, and do you, you haven't do you think- sweat one. So out of the six teams left, what which team would be out of the six teams left, which one would you think would be best for the sport of college baseball to see them win a national championship? 
in terms of pure just excitement from the fan base and everything, it gotta be Arkansas or Ole Miss. Yep. But, oh, I would agree with that. But I would like to see Oklahoma or Notre Dame win this national championship too. Get it out of the SEC for a year, and then we can go back to it. You know, right? When was I mean, the last I mean, non-SEC team to win it? Was it Virginia, Oregon State, Oregon State? You're right. In 2018, because 2019 Florida. Vandy, 2021 Mississippi State. Wow. And then 2017 Florida, 2016 Coastal Carolina, 2015 Virginia, Virginia, 14 Vandy, 13. Oh wow, I'm on a roll. UCLA. 12. Um, Arizona? With 2012, UCLA 13 with Arizona? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going. No, I think so. no, no. 2011 was, was South Carolina. Yep. And then 2012, UCLA came back, right? College baseball national champion. I think I could go like the 2012. 2013, that one's Let's let's end the show on this, but before we get there, do you think the national champion comes from the the left side or the right side of the bracket? Left side. So the left side of Oklahoma and Notre Dame A&M. Yeah, Oklahoma, I think, is going to win the national championship. I think think they're going to win it, too. They just do. They have been putting up so many runs. They have the best player in the tournament. Uh, they have a very deep staff, and and dude, they won the Big Twelve tournament. They won uh, a regional at Florida. They won a super regional at. What Virginia a run Tech. they're on! What a dude, freaking run they're on! It, it's it's incredible, and and dude, their their lineup one through nine, they're it barely balls up, dude. They and they're set into place. They don't have to worry about changing the lineup up. They don't have to worry about lefty versus lefty, righty versus light, righty matchups. They have their dudes. They're in place. And they're led by who I think should be the number one overall pick in the in the MLB draft, Peyton Graham. Whoa, my voice hey, just cracked. Hey, Peyton Graham. <laughs> 2013. We I had a mixed up. You had it right. 2013 UCLA, 2012 Arizona. I thought yeah, it was 2011 South Carolina. Reason. Oh, I'm gonna go all the way back to 2000. Here we go. Uh, 2011 and 2010 was South Carolina. 2009 LSU. Uh, for the record, I'm looking up. I promise I'm not on my computer cheating. I uh, know. No, I'm eight. Uh, you know this one. 2008 was Fresno State. Seven, yep. Oregon State. Six, Oregon State. Five, Texas. Four, uh, Cal State Fullerton. Three, Rice. Two, 2002 was either Miami or LSU, maybe. Nope. Is it Texas? Yep. Ah, shoot. Okay, 2001. Was that Houston Street? O two 2 with Houston Street, right? I think he might have been 2005. Good. Okay. That was good. Okay. All right. 2001. I don't, 2001, Miami. Yep. 2000, Oklahoma. Nope. No, that's football. <laughs> I don't know who won. 2000 <laughs> was LSU or yep. somebody. 99. Florida State. Nope. No, they never won it. They never won. I don't know. Who's 99? Think of number one national seed. Tennessee, number one national seed. Tennessee, the stat that we've been talking about for the past three weeks. Oh, Miami, Tennessee. Miami. Yeah. Yep. Wow, Miami kind of had a little dynasty going there. I mean, ninety nine, two thousand one. That's it. And then ninety eight, USC. Yeah, USC had like what they win seven or something in the eighties and nineties combined. Whole, and then. Dude, no. If there was a team that just keeps winning, it was LSU. 97 and 96 was LSU. That was the Gorilla Ball, right? Uh, the What's his name? Skip Bertman Gorilla Ball? Yeah. 95 Fullerton with Augie before he went to Texas. Mm-hmm. And then 94 Oklahoma. Dude, I'll tell you what. Now that I'm looking back on it, I was kind of spoiled. I think what got me hooked in on the game of college baseball, because uh, I've been very open about like I, LSU never, and Rice. No, it was Texas and Rice in the early 2000s when I was just a young, impressionable kid that 
you know, liked baseball and, uh, you know, credit to dad. He, he got me hooked on college baseball by taking me to a bunch of rice games because they were cheap, uh, a lot cheaper than Astros games. And then, you know, University of Texas was always on TV at the time. So yep, yep. going 2002, three, four, five, it was like Texas won in 2002, Rice won in 2003, 2004, Fullerton, Fullerton beat Texas in the championship, 2005, yep. Texas beat uh, maybe Stanford or somebody. Florida. But Florida, you're right. Yep. And uh, it, it mixed in there, you had Baylor make an appearance, you had um, um, uh, Texas and Rice were always there. Like I don't know, I was just always glued to my TV in the summertime, no school, um, just watching college baseball. So. I guess that probably is why I was hooked. You know, I, I hey, grew listen. up wanting to play and like develop college baseball more than like pro baseball. And I think that might've been a big reason why Miami was the reason why I fell in love with college baseball. That team. Yeah, and you're a little bit older than me. What are you two years older than me? And, and that fits your time frame. Like 99, 2000, 2001 was the same age. You were the same age as I was in 2002, three and four. So it's crazy, man. Like how you can impress, like, and, Put a good impression on a seven, six, seven, I mean, eight, even, nine year old. Even with Miami after 2001, even after they were still a top five team in the country every year. I mean, then you had the, the all their freaking MLB stars now. The well, and they Mondo. always hosted regionals, and those regionals it's were super. always on ESPN. Like they were yeah. the, the, the Miami regionals were always nationally televised. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Yonder Alonso, Yasmani Grandal. Jameel Weeks. Um, I mean, I can name guys that most people don't know. Blake D. Cody, Ryan Jackson, um, Ryan Braun. Um, I mean, I can just go on and on about all this team. I know every I, – I can tell you the starting lineup from back in those days. Yeah. Um, I wonder who uh, – like, I wonder how many, like, seven, eight-year-olds are watching this College World Series and picking out their favorite players, their favorite teams – um the way know, we're wonder, talking about our back in the day yeah yeah because i, I know it's going to stick with them if they actually care about the sport um and so I, here, I guarantee you if you ask some of our older audience like you know dads grandpas uh, moms grandmas that listen to the show they probably have people in like the, the 80s and 90s that they looked up to and like got them hooked on the game whether it's um you know thunder and lightning from mississippi state you know that was a huge deal there or they had you know, gorilla ball with LSU. Got I mean, or even the Florida State, which you had um, Buster mm-hmm. Posey those days. Um, I'm just thinking South Carolina would have been Michael Ross, Jackie Bradley Jr., um, Whit Merrifield, those guys. Yeah. And then if you think Florida, you think Brady, I mean, even before Brady Singer, it was um, Hudson Randall. Um, and then you had your Pete Alonzo. I mean, so that's probably the kids that are probably like 21 now. That yeah. were like 13, 14. Um, ben, before we end the show, look at listen to these runner-ups. Last year, Vanderbilt. They've got- oh, wait, let me let me try to do the runner-ups. That's even that's harder for me. Let me guess. All right. Okay. So um I'm gonna say so last year was um was Vanderbilt yeah. in Mississippi State. So that's 2021. 2020 didn't exist, 2019, Michigan, 2018, Arkansas, Arkansas, 2017. Uh, LSU. Yep, Florida. Uh, Twenty beat LSU. Yeah, Florida beat LSU. Twenty sixteen, Arizona lost. Wait, to wait, would that? Would that? Sorry, I don't want to stop you, but with that LSU team with Bregman and no, Bregman was not on it. He was he grad or he got drafted in like fifteen. So who was on the LSU team in seventeen? That was um, Roberson Kramer Roberson. Yeah, Robertson, Kramer Robertson. Um, who else was on the team? I, dude, I, I don't know. I can't. All those LSU teams blend in together for me. What, like DJ LeMayhew? <laughs> no, it was not the DJ LeMayhew, Jared Mitchell guys. I'm from like 2009. Uh, 2017, okay. I, I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I oh, it was um, not Alex Fiedo, but who was their stud pitcher that year? They had a guy that would throw. Kevin, no, not Kevin Gothman. No, that's like 2012. Anyways, you, you cut me off my role. We'll look up the roster in a second. Uh, so you, said, you said 2016, Arizona. Arizona lost to Coastal. 2015, yeah. um, Virginia beat Vanderbilt. 2014, yeah. Vanderbilt beat Virginia. 2013, um, ooh, 2013, don't tell me. 
Um, I don't know. I'm stuck. I don't know. Who won it? 2013 was UCLA. Yeah. They beat – I can't even picture who they beat. Mississippi State. Oh, that was yeah. the that was that was that the was that Hunter Renfro? Yeah, Hunter Renfro. They had Wes Ray, the first baseman. Um, no, Wes Ray. I don't yes, 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 Wes Ray was there, 2013. Yep, Hunter Renfro, Wes Ray. Oh. And then a short they had. Okay, that team was also Britain. Britain was on that team. He was my roommate one year in summer ball. Um Britain was on that team, Wes Ray, Hunter Renfro. Um Oh my God! Kendall Graveman was on that team. Um, with the guy, with the short stuff name from the Pirate, Adam Fraser. Fraser, Fraser was on that team. Um, their catcher, what was his name? And then the bullpen, they had Evan Mitchell on that team. They had that lefty, Poyorena, um, Ross Mitchell. They had the little side armor, Ross Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, Lingren, Jacob Lingren was on that team. That team was stacked. That was like kind of Mississippi State's first resurgence back into uh, that team. Was, that team was stacked. If I, I might be missing, I might be one of those guys might have been earlier, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and that was back when that was been back when Cohen liked to do opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pitcher would go two, three innings, then bring in the guy for five. But anyway, okay, UCLA beat Mississippi State in 2013. Arizona beat who in 2012? Um. UCLA. Dude, think who won 10 and 11. Oh, who South Carolina, won? you're right. They you're almost right. won they three. Almost Dude, that's absurd. All right, I can't go any further back. I, I, my brain All right, hurts. and then, yep, okay. But anyway, of all those teams, Michigan is the only one to not have won a national championship in the past 30 years. Well, no, Arkansas. Wow. When did Arkansas win one? I don't know if they ever have. Wait, I don't think they ever have. Have they? No, Arkansas never won an after oh college World Series. Yeah, yeah, I think they have. Nope, they have not. I just went through it. Yeah, so Arkansas and Michigan are the only team to be runner up and not win the national champion in the next past thirty years. Um Georgia when they lost to Fred, no. But yeah, Georgia, Arkansas, and Michigan. Because everybody else has won one. Arizona, Vandy, Virginia. You know who Carol, imagine Carolina f- finishing runner-up twice, and they then they never get back to the final. Yeah, that is crazy. They were so they, dominant then. <laughs> I mean, dude, the Andrew Miller, the Dustin Ackley, um, who else was on that Carolina team? Miller, Ackley, Seeker. I, I I was I cannot tell you other than those three guys. Anyways, um, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we'll, what are we recording again Friday? Preview the finals? Yeah, we'll preview the finals either Thursday night or Friday. We'll, we'll release it. Uh, who's, your we'll national do... championship, who's your national championship pick right now? Oklahoma. I think mine's Oklahoma too. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, I could see any of the six teams making a run. I, I have a case. I could build a case for all six. I don't think I, – I do not see a world where Auburn wins the national championship. I don't see it. Uh, you're sleeping on their pitching depth, dude. They uh... And Ben, Ben, just think – just close your eyes and picture the national championship. You can picture Auburn hosting that trophy. No way. I can picture yeah, I Arkansas. Can. In fact, you're making me want to put a futures bet down right now that Auburn wins it. What do you think well, they are right now, like 20 to 1? That's a donation. All right, Mr. Stanford. You thought Stanford was going to win it. You've been wrong a hey, lot. Hey, your team is about to be out. Auburn's now. 12 way, to 1. The way you're super high on Arkansas right now, your t- I mean, uh, on Auburn right now, Arkansas is about to be out too. All right, that's fine. So your, your national champ pick is dead too. Nice donation. It went further than yours. By by what? 24 hey, hours? Arkansas can still By win what? 24 hours? Whatever. Um, anyways, we got to wrap up the show. This is lame. Um, Auburn twelve to one. No. I might put a futures bet down there. I mean, just because you said it won't happen. Whatever. That's not happening. They all you gotta do is win three games in a row, and then they're right back in it. <laughs> yeah, just win three games in a row <laughs> against Ole Miss in Arkansas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They've they've done it before. 
Actually, no, they haven't. But anyway, uh, hey, we made it to literally we're we're sixty sec no sixty six seconds away from an hour, and we yeah, thought we our, were gonna barely our get thirty minutes. Our intro is sixty six seconds. So, uh, my, uh, yep. So we got to end it here, but we will be back hey. previewing the finals and uh, recapping the rest. Appreciate everybody for listening. We're down the the home stretch here, and my son is about to start crying. So we gotta wrap this thing up. He's been uh, listening to me. Yeah, me too. The whole time. Yeah, I'm, my son <laughs> bitching about something. <laughs> All right, see it. See ya.